I'm Kevin. And I'm Jose. And this is Music for Your Eyes. A podcast about music videos, the ones we love, hate, and should have been made. All right, Jose, how are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling good. I, I feel excited about what we're talking about today. I'm so excited. I've wanted to do uh, an episode on this ever since I watched the music video, but I was like, how do we do this? How do I approach it? Like what I, I and I felt like it just needed like a like a compare and contrast or something. And so I told you about it and you gave me a great music video to compare it with. So today, yeah, we are going to talk about the killer's music video for Land of the Free and MIA's music video for Border. Land of the Free. Land In the of land the of the free. In the land of the free, um, land of the free. No, land no, the you know, no diss to you, but I was talking to my friend Kayla. Shout out to Kayla, lost shouts today. He's and we always both, comparing me to Kayla. Sorry, that. I'm not comparing you to Kayla. I think Kayla and I, when I told you, when I told her that you were, we were going to do this killer song, her and I were like, wait, the killers still do music. So, <gasps> <laughs> that's shady. Oh my it gosh. is, but it's true. I really, when you told me that, I was like, the killers are still doing it. Awesome. I mean, go. You then. were like, oh, is this a music video from like 9-11 or the Iraq war? I, yeah. <laughs> I did like, high key think that when you suggested the music video. Oh, I'm really hurt. My favorite. Um, mm-hmm. I, so as, as, as a Caucasian man, <laughs> I love the killers a lot. Like, Oh, I love, I love Mr. Brightside. You put, put that shit up any day. I love all of it. I'm a big sucker oh. because they just write um, anthemic music, is how I would describe it. It's like early uh, Coldplay. Definition, please. Definition, please. Okay. Remember how early Coldplay, every song felt like it was supposed to be like in a stadium with lighters and like everyone crying? Yeah. Like it was supposed to oh, make yeah. you feel so connected to human beings? Mm-hmm. That's the killer's specialty. Oh, Whether yeah. it's like screaming to Mr. Brightside mm-hmm. or not understanding the grammar of human like, the killers just make songs that you're like, I should sing this in a room with people and feel humanity. Oh, are we human or are we dancer gets me every time. So, this song gives me chills. I've listened to it mm-hmm. three times today, and I get chills every time, single time I listen to it. And that's why I was like, and the music video takes it to another level. So I was like, we gotta talk about this, we gotta talk about this. Land of the Free is a single by the killers that Brandon Flowers, who's the lead singer slash only remaining member of the Killers. I'm not as up on the Killers uh, mm. band as I am, say, Maroon 5 or Panic no, no at the No relation Disco. to Adam Levine's Karis Flowers, right? This is different? No. D- <laughs> common misconception. <laughs> different. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, but so Brandon Flowers is like the front man of the Killers, but Got also it. most of the band doesn't want to tour anymore or something. So this, I'm now just going to refer to like him the whole time, basically. He, after the Sandy Hook shooting in 2012, like, just started to think, like, there needs to be a song about, like, what the hell is going on in the world, in our country, the United Mm. States. And for, like, the next five years, he just kind of was, like, dwelling on it. And finally, one day, he's like, I have to write that song. It's not going to appear any other way. So Land of the Free is, like, this anthemic kind of big list of all the things that are terrible in America, but Mm. in this, like rousing emotional uh way and the music video is quite literally a short documentary by spike lee it's a spike lee Mm -hmm. joint with the killers and it focuses on 
the immigration crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border and uses, like, real footage from the border within the last year, I think, to convey the whole music video. The killers don't appear in it. Brandon Flowers isn't in it. It's just actual footage, like, put together to the song in the background. And it just gets me right in my soft patriotic spot, Jose, gotta say. Yo, it, it, yeah. Are we, do you want to talk about it? That's the point of this podcast, yeah. (laughs) That was emotional to watch. I agree with you. I was, I was really captured by it. Yeah. I told you about this music video and I was like, oh, I want to do it, but what else can we do it on? And you recommended MIA's Borders as like a compare and contrast, which came out in 2015 and is directed by MIA. I love MIA so much. I love her so much. Kevin, you have no idea. And this music video is badass. This is where I admit that, like, I don't know why I don't let more MIA into my life. Like, I should let equal parts the killers and MIA into my life. And I've really been out of whack. And I'm just, like, calling myself out right now. Yeah, it's okay. This is what the podcast is for, processing. Yeah. So 2015, she comes out with this song and this music video, Borders, which is inspired by the Syrian refugee crisis, which Mm -hmm. was, like, very big in Europe at the time. It had been ongoing for a couple of years, but was reaching sort of, like, maybe its peak in conversation. It hit the news. It hit the news, I think, in a way. Yeah, and it was starting to turn into an integration crisis as well as an immigration crisis, Mm because by that point, like, a lot of Syrian refugees had made it into Europe, but then countries were starting to get real racist about it. (laughs) Not great. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And But it also relates to MIA is a refugee from Sri Lanka, which Mm -hmm. I did not know. Did you know that? Yes, I did. She also has a documentary out, so you should def watch it. Yes! I was literally looking this up, and it came out in, like, mid-2018. It's this documentary about her and her whole life and her story. And so she filmed... Uh, her music video in India because uh, she is Sri Lankan and in Sri Lanka there is there has been an ongoing crisis with like the Tamil people Mm -hmm. who are like the ethnic minority in Sri Lanka and so as tends to happen the ethnic majority not great to them to say the least Mm -hmm. Um, and so she went to India to film this because it has, like, that resonance for her, but also just for, this is great, just for, like, um, logistical reasons that she said, I think she was in India when she got the inspiration for it, and then she went back because she was, like, the kind of things I wanted to do, like, stuffing boats full of people, like, I couldn't do that in the U.S. with our health and safety laws. Oh, my gosh, no. she's, like, so I had to go to India where they'd be, like, you want to stuff that boat full of people to a dangerous level? By all means, if everyone's cool with it. Uh, So, yes, and so she filmed it herself. Kind of the first thing I want to talk about is the style of these two and how they relate to, like, the style of the songs because the Killers wrote, like, a very straightforward anthem that literally has a line of, like, incarceration has become big business. Like, they're just teaching you. This is schoolhouse. Oh, it's it's schoolhouse. Yeah, it's giving you just... It's uh, we've I got a problem literal. with guns. It's literal. It's so. May literal. I just say the most literal song, beautiful, but just very literal. And then MIA's song is very, um, 
interesting yeah. and challenging. Politics, what's and up with that? Exactly. It's like this laundry list of things and goes, what's up with that? Like, yeah. that's the whole song. It's basically just like, thing that's wrong with the world. What's up with that? Yeah. And it's, um, it's more... I don't even know if poetic's the right term, but it's not straightforward. It's not schoolhouse it, rock. It poses a question. That is it. Many questions. The whole song yeah. is her posing questions the whole time. And it's, I mean, I guess it's a little bit rhetorical, mm-hmm. but it's also mm-hmm. trying to like genuinely get you to reflect on like, what is up with that? Yeah, what's up with that? Like, will you, like, can we all stop and think about it for a second? Mm-hmm. And so when you compare the two music videos and their styles and stuff, what do you make of like the choice to film the videos the way they did, where one is documentary and one is like really symbolic and like I'll say fictionalized, quote unquote, v- compared to these songs? Hmm. I think so. For Land of the Free, it's weird, Kevin. I don't even think of the so, so like you and I discuss music videos, equal parts music, equal parts film, right? That's what we yeah. do. You could have easily told me that Land of the Free was a lyric video. Does that does that make sense? Sure. I mean, it doesn't have... Because, like, Brandon Flowers isn't in it lip-syncing. And I'm glad they're not. Like, let, let me be clear. I'm glad the killers chose not to feature themselves, you know, mostly white men, in a music video about the U.S.-Mexican border crisis. I think that would have felt very... Um, a bit self-righteous and inappropriate. So first off, kudos to that. I think it was bringing uh, focus on the subject matter that was most important to see. Um, so in that in that sense, I loved it. Um, and the fact that like it was so well-directed from like a known director. I, it was very well-directed and very well done. Um, do I, but I don't, it's, it, it's interesting when we say music video, cause it just isn't maybe the mold of what I think of music videos. So, you know, that's what I think so far. Sort of. It's, it's this, that's why I said it's like a short documentary and that's yeah. what like Spike Lee refers to it as. He's like, oh, I made this short film with the killers. He doesn't say I made this music video with the killers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Mostly mm-hmm. cause he's Spike Lee. And, yeah. We, oh, and, and the he's, Spike Lee and shots, he's an artist. the upside down flag at the end. I was just like, oh yeah, that's a good spike. That's a. That's a Spike Lee moment if I've ever seen one. Yeah. With the, the red text coming up, Land of the Free. I, that was great. I mean, the shots were fantastic. Yeah. And then I, but I would think, knowing you, that you would really love MIA's music video, Borders, yeah. because it is so visually metaphorical yes. and visually striking in a very, like, planned, choreographed way because there's these sequences where it's the beginning of it. There's a lot of people climbing over fences with barbed wire mm-hmm. and trying to get beyond them. Mm-hmm. And then there's shots of people standing on a beach and they're all dressed in like black, I mean, basically ponchos. They're head to toe in like kind of a brown tar- mm-hmm. tarp or something. And they're making the shape of a boat with their bodies oh, and it's MIA st- standing among it. Stunning. It's stunning, Kevin. You, and I, I, And maybe my bias towards it is because of two things. One, I like images that won't leave my head. And like, you know, obviously pictures of children and like, and, and their and their families trying to cross the board in the US-Mexico crisis. I think that's burned in my mind, not because of a music video, but because I watch the news and listen and listen to stories all the time, right? So it's just something yeah. that's been repetitively shown to me. Whereas MIA's like interpretation is so visually striking. And I've never seen a formation of people in that manner before. Um, 
and the fact that they stare at you. That's really important. There's a scene where she's lying on the boat with a ton crowd of young men just like laying down with her and they're all looking at the camera and you see those shots from news like from the news in a distance when coast guards are like trying to save people or actually try to ward them away right but being in the boat that's that's powerful that yeah yeah and it's so and it's so interesting because it's like it, I think it gets to the question of, like, um, it almost makes you think of, like, the truth is stranger than fiction. That, like, sometimes mm. reality can be more shocking or outlandish than something that's made up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and this mm-hmm. kind of, like, straddles that line of, in the Killers music video, towards the end, it, it, it starts with a lot of scenes of people in camps that, yes. I don't think they're detention camps, they're, you know, probably at the border trying to cross... And it's all close-up individual shots of people, of of women, men, families, groups of people. But then towards the end of it, like from the bridge to the end, it's actual footage of this incident that happened with Border Patrol where they mm-hmm. were like um, shooting tear gas. That was so, that was awful. And like rubber yes. bullets of people. And it's like the actual footage. Awful. And it and it creates this like really, for me, I, I could get over the fact that that's where the song is really just starting to like soar and take over and you like know the words and there's this truly violent like imagery going on in front of you that's mm-hmm. real life it's not staged at all mm-hmm. and it, in in the in the weird conversation of like is it is it more just simply like arresting to see a real thing that actually happens mm. or to see this manufactured symbol of the thing that's happening of what boats you, wh- full of people that are on these waves and MIA has this great shot where she's like standing on the end of the boat and you can see it like undulating on the waves and you're like this is danger like it it just <sighs> conveys the sense of like of of tension and danger and urgency kind of in mm-hmm. how many people are there mm-hmm. I want to know your thoughts Kevin I think I think you just set that up very well and i, I want to know what like no I, i'm i'm I, I agree i want to know what maybe um what captured you most in between I, those two i think i mean i i literally get the chills when i watch the killer's music video and i almost mm. cry like every time i'm like i'm, I'm gonna start crying mm. and so that one does it for me but that it's also kind of my bias of like that song like I, mm-hmm. it just hits me. Like I it love elevates. an anthemic song like that, yeah. and it's and it's just kind of that song is designed to 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 very blatantly make you think about these things. And like it's and I say anthemic on purpose that it's it feels like it should be it could be sung by a choir before the Super Bowl, and it's big and it's rousing, but it's about something so like explicitly horrible going on. Yo, played that at the Super Bowl. That would have been it with that video. And you could and you could do fireworks and jets going overhead and a marching band. Like you could. Like the song actually allows for that. And then it's paired with this like mm-hmm. real life representation of what he's talking about that is like violent and horrifying. And that just like really gets me. That combination of like the scale of it and the reality of it and stuff. But then it's but then I just kind of go like, well, I don't know if I, I then almost think, like, if you flipped it, though, like, if the Killers had tried to make, like, a really symbolic music video where, like, Brandon Flowers is standing Oof. at the Mexican border nah. with people who make a wall or something. Like, nah. I don't... 
I like I don't know if it would have worked as well if that documentary style pairs so nicely with like an anthem versus uh, a song that is more like kind of hard to get into in a way that's more just like sonically yeah. challenging to go with like visual metaphor and to make you to make you think I mean it yeah. makes you think more than you know Brandon Flowers is just showing you horrible things you're like got it great that's that's horrible things I understand that where mm-hmm. MIA is, is is making you kind of think a little bit like oh th- like this is the scale of the problem this, this is, is the scale how yes. this is how we represent this thing that maybe you don't understand that maybe you can't picture the multi and it's it's interesting you say that I think this episode I'm really excited that you posited these two because I think it brings up the subject matter like what you're filming versus the artist and who the artist is, right? The context matters. And I think even the way that, even the way that like, the, like how, how MIA posed faces, like the multitudes of people almost in the crowds, right? To make you feel the significance of the issue. Whereas the killer's video is, is closing up on faces and individual stories, right? Like giving a platform to yeah. what's occurring in the side of those who are trying to cross the border. I think that's interesting too. Like where where we're telling that story. And I think no way, in my view, no way could the killers done what MIA did. They're not, they're not of the, you know, of the population or the minority that deal with that. Right. Nor could they even relate to that at all. And so I think it was best that they let the platform be on its own. You segued brilliantly into my next question, please, which was so like I said, Brandon Flowers, like, five years ago, was like, oh, my God, like, we are facing a crisis. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's an artist. He's like, this needs to be channeled into art, into music. But he felt like he couldn't be the one to do it because he's, like, some white, straight Mormon guy with three kids from Las Vegas. You know, like, you're mm-hmm. not, he's not at the intersection of any of this. But then finally he was like, I have to. Like, this is, I mean, this is getting out of control. And I think he mentions that when the Las Vegas shooting happened, you know, you, you're like, it's 49 people dead, and how do, how do you let that that one go by in your hometown without saying something about it? Um, ver- versus MIA, who has a very... She, she is a refugee. Like, she is a person right. who came from, uh, like, an unstable political environment and sought refugee in the UK and in Europe. And I and I think there is like a great instinct to be like, well, should Brandon Flowers really be telling this story, or should you leave it to people who experience it? Um, and I think, I think it was it was like so funny to me though watching MIA's one though that she it's it's I I think it's more clearly supposed to be a reference to the Syrian refugee crisis, even though it's filmed in India and India and Sri Lanka have their own history of this. Correct. Because it just, it like posits right. like a weird thing to me where I'm like, where I go, and this is just kind of hypothetical. I don't really think I believe this premise, but I'm like, well, Brandon Flowers is at least American. So it's like a problem in his country. And MIA is like British and Sri Lankan. And this is the Syrian refugee crisis. Like, like, I, like yes, she's European, but it, like, should a person care about that when we talk about like who gets to tell these stories? Like, what mm-hmm. is your way into a political issue is it like oh i'm a refugee they're refugees we have this bond or is it like this is a problem in america i'm american like this is my bond who gets to tell and these and stories it, yeah and it's not even telling the story right because like 
you're right. It's like, who gets to tell the story? And I think even Flowers isn't necessarily telling the story. He's actually providing the platform for the story to be told on its own while using the music as a backdrop. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it, sure. You know, it, it, it definitely is good when we ask that question to ourselves because then we know what role we play, where it's good. And to be real, Kevin, like, you know, maybe some listeners will feel this too. Um, maybe I haven't seen any thought pieces around it, but let's talk about MIA literally placing herself in the middle of each shot, right? Like, yeah. So that's a thing that also comes up is the uh, that MIA has this very clear connection to this on a personal level, but as an artist or as the person making the art. Mm-hmm. how does she place herself in it and how does she use the people in it? Because there was some criticism that she uses these like like thousands of people in these shots to make these like larger formations. Mm-hmm. But does that mean all the people get washed out in it? Like, do you lose the individuality of these people Correct. when you're using them to create these like big formations, which I think is a really good question that's compared to Land of the Free, which, like, a ton of the footage is just, like, portrait shots of individual people. And MIA says that she, like, went to India and, like, talked to each person. She found all of those people through street casting. Like, she found those people, Mm -hmm. and she had to, she's like, I had to convince every single person. They're like, what are you doing? What is this about? Like, like, why should we do this? Um, But it is an interesting thing to me that, and another wrinkle to it is that MIA made the, her music video with Apple music, which yeah. I think, I think in 2015, Apple music was probably just about coming out. And she says in an interview, she's like, yeah, that's a really big, interesting dilemma for an artist. Cause she's like, I didn't have the money to make the music video I wanted to make. Like right. I was never going to be able to make it on my own, but I happened to have this meeting with Apple music and told them about it. And they were like, that sounds great. Like we'll, we'll help you make this music video. And they're like, I think when it came out, they were like branded on it and stuff. Yeah, this so is the same. Pretty, she did yeah. the same thing for H and M. Like not the music video, but I remember H and M and MIA were promoting like um, sustainable clothing of some sorts, and like the song came up in a rendition on H and M commercial, and I was like, "Whoa, MIA doing work with H and M." I think H and M has had still its heyday in that to- in that time frame, but it's interesting. What yeah. do you what do you make of all that? I think I I struggle with it. I struggle with it. I think I the, the losing of the crowd I agree with you on. I think when I watch the music video though, I see the individual faces of these young men in, in some of the shots. And I was actually more interested in when they weren't quote unquote acting. Like in one of the shots, she's on the boat with a multitude of these men, and in the back right, one of the guys lifts his head up. <laughs> And looked at the camera, like wondering if he's still supposed to be laying down. And that to me actually was a moment where I went, okay, I see the humanity here. Like I see just this guy being like, okay, what the fuck is going on right now? Kind of situation. Um, I didn't notice that. That's so interesting. I I enjoyed that thoroughly just because it made me, it made, it reminded at least me that, you know, these are just individually cast people in this larger music video. I think it was interesting that MIA was done up and glammed in respects to everyone else. That to me, I was like, okay, like. Am I getting? Am I? Are there are there more views on this music video because MIA is in each shot? Right? Like, is that intentional? If MIA was not in these shots, would it get as many uh, get as much attention? I don't know. Like, I 
I don't know. And you and but it and it posits the question though of so I think the last time I I checked this and I could be dead wrong, uh, the Killers music video had like two million views and MIA's had like ten million or something. Mm-hmm. And I but the Killers having only two million views was like pretty surprising to me. Like it's been out for a month or six weeks at this point, and Spike Lee is attached to it. Yeah, it, it, but it's it pretty. Yeah. And is it a result of them not really being in the music video? You know, mm. like if you if you like you know that whole like what is a music video serving? Is it supposed to be the visual representation of the music? Does that include the artists and the band who right. are made to be very attractive or who are very attractive and people have attachments to? And when you take them out of the music video equation, like what does that do to how people respond to the art? Agreed. And or even if, if you're MIA, you want face, people to. Oh, go, for go it. ahead. Even if they don't show their face, Kevin, they usually use an insignia of, or some type of symbol. Like the gorillas, they use their cartoon characters. Sia uses the wig. Like something about the artist still needs to be portrayed in the music video for people to feel like it's an experience from the artist, if anything. Yeah. I don't know if there is one from the killers in this. There might have been. In the beginning, I, I I'd have to double check if in the beginning it was like uh like if it says the killers right at the top. I think it says Land of the Free, and at the end it says like a Spike Lee joint. Mm. But no, but there's not like a you know there's not I, there's no Easter egg that comes to mind for me that I'm like oh it's the killers like you know it's there it's there somewhere. Which again, I think for this for the subject matter they chose, I thought that was super wise. Like I, that would have gone in my view really 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 bad. If I mean, I don't know. I think it would have gone badly if the killers tried to even somewhat incorporate themselves in those in, in that imagery. It would have been just wrong. It been wrong. Why? Why do you think so? Because it's not their story. To, it's not their. It's no. Let me rephrase that. Allyship is giving the platform to those voices that need to be heard, and not trying to take credit in even providing that platform. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if anything, and this is my own personal opinion, you know, I hope that like Flowers is also probably using those views or using that message to raise funds for organizations that are working on the border, right? Like if you're telling the story of someone else, do it, do it right and do it well and do it with kind of zero expectation that you're going to get something back from telling that story, if that makes sense. So I think that the comparison with MIA makes me think, though, that, like, well, if you know you're the commodity, you, the artist, your face mm. is the commodity, and appearing in the video will make it more trending, mm-hmm. more viral, more blah, 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 blah. How, how do you use your, your person, which is, like, the commodity that will further the reach of this music video, or, or how many people talk about it or write about it, while still serving the story or the people well. And and I, I think mm. I think the big difference here is like, well, MIA has a real connection to this story. Like she is She's the lived experience. Yeah, she has the lived experience. So she can be in it. But it right. but it does. I think it still kind of raises that question a little bit of like, it's MIA featuring these other people. You know, mm-hmm. she is a part mm-hmm. of the video and she's the center of it always. She's wearing you know, she's always wearing like if everyone's in like the brown, she's in gold, and she's the center of every shot. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, and what and and is 
is there a way to put her in the music video that she's not the star of it or she's tangential to it? You know, it's, it's a very... If she would have, and now I think about it, if she would have even tried to blend in, it would have read too literal. What do you mean? MIA is the narrator to Borders, right? She's asking the questions to you in the music video. Yeah. She's going like, oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know what's up with that. Like talking to you, right? Yeah. If, now that I think about it, if she had even tried to look like any of the people around her, like wore the same thing, it would have read too literal for me in the sense that she would have tried to look like she's the same as these people who are going through these experiences, right? This metaphor, sorry, like not these actual people, but the metaphor, right? And yeah. that's not, and like, yes, she is, she has lived the experience, but she's not living it right now, right? She's a pop star and she's aware of that. Not a pop star, yeah. but an yeah, artist. Yeah, yeah. So I think there is, now I think about it, it actually is smarter that she differentiated herself to be the narrator of the music video versus the subject, if anything. Totally. And it's and it, and it's also the interesting thing that I, oh my God, I hate in music videos that like trip over themselves to establish like, how does this reality actually exist? Like, what are the rules of this oh, reality? Yeah, we're, like, <laughs> we're like, I know it's a music video. It's not real. It's not. <laughs> and this it's isn't like, a movie. It's a music video. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. like, you don't need to establish like the rules of this universe for me. Like, it's only four <laughs> minutes long. I'll just go along with what you're saying. Yeah. So in that sense, she doesn't, you know, if she had tried to put herself in it somehow, it would be a little bit like, we know this is a music video. Like, we know MIA is actually, like, you know, actively migrating somewhere. She, she, you know, she, she, she takes herself out of it. I think, I think you're like, I think that's such a, a a brilliant observation where like, she's the narrator. She's the like, she's narrating provocateur. And Mm -hmm. so she's presenting you with these things and asking you these questions and making you consider them. Same thing with Bad Girls, right? Like, I think MIA, that's yeah. also a reason MIA's music video, Bad Girls, that music video Live is so much... I mean, her focus is, like, along all these different men, but women, in, in like, uh, I think it's in Saudi Arabia but that was filmed, but I could be wrong. And I they're just so. and they're just drag racing cars. They are just like making stunts, right? So it's featuring the subjects and like the radicalism of it. But there were different shots where she made sure to be in the focus of it, and then affirming that these bad girls, you know, it, with all the women around her. So it, it, I think it's interesting where she uses subject matters. And mind you, Emma is ahead of her time. Like I'm just letting yeah. you know that like well, she did I, I this years ago, and people. And I actually, oh yeah, I mean this video is. It came out in 2015. Yeah. And MIA has always been... I mean, Paper Planes, her most famous song is about this, is political. Um, yeah. It, but it's also so funny because for you and me, this is appealing. Like, MIA doing these things is, like, really appealing and makes her a great artist. But actually, she's not as successful as maybe she could be if she was just a female rapper who stuck to not politics. To just, you know, like if like if she just like kept her nose out of mm. these issues, maybe she would be more famous. And so actively putting herself at the center of all these music videos that are about yeah. like, I mean, in 2015, the Syrian refugee crisis was like the hottest topic in European politics, not in a good way, no. in a really racist, xenophobic Right. Hateful. The the way the U.S. has been talking about uh, immigrants for a while. Right. Europe really kicked it up a notch. So at that time, for her to come out and make this music video that's asking you to sympathize with these people, 
Actually, it's like it's it's weird to be like, like, oh, she's you know her putting herself in the music video. Like, is she just trying to sell a record? I'm like, actually, that's actually pretty bad for your career. This whole endeavor is not what a publicist would tell you to do. And but she's never been about that. I mean, like, and exactly, and I hear though, you. but it's like, yeah. but so she no, but but that's that's like my whole point though. So her putting herself in this music video isn't about selling records. It's about being I'm still this person. Like I'm, still, I'm legit. I, I'm the artist who does this. Honestly, the curse. I mean, I don't want to keep talking about the Super Bowl, but like the curse of the Super Bowl is no, totally. It's literally think, her th- getting like kind of shunned from media because she said the f word on the Super Bowl with Madonna and Nicki Minaj, and like she was still being sued by someone until like last I think year the NFL. or something. Yeah, it could have been the NFL or the FE or the FEC or, or the FCC. So, or FCC, something. FCC, FCC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, she. I mean, no. It's you. You really can't talk about like MIA's like career trajectory without talking about the Super Bowl, which was like her highest exposure moment. That that, that makes ultimately so, so many people were like that was. But it's one of those things where you're like, hey, gotta stick with the brand. MIA's like, I don't care about the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I don't I, care but, about yeah, exactly. your rules. Like exactly. I'm here to like be myself. I don't know. So it's very, which brings me back around to the Killers, thinking like the Killers writes really personal songs. Mm-hmm. Like they're very, they're a really narrative group. They're very anthemic, and they write really personal songs. Their last album, Wonderful, Wonderful, came out, I think, in 2017, and I love it so much. And it's this really, there's so many songs in there that are kind of like searingly personal about like Brandon Flowers and his wife, and for them to make this song, that's. Political capital P, period, no questions asked. You can't mm. listen to a song that says incarceration is big business and be like, is he hinting at something? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. I wonder what he thinks about gun control when he says, we've got a problem with guns. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know. So for a band that is, not, I don't want to say non political, like they're scared of it, like they're Megan Trainer or something. No offense, Megan Trainer. Well, I don't care if you're offended, Megan Trainer, honestly. But who, who has this different genre for them to come out making a song that is so political? And to bring in Spike Lee, who, like, is a, you know, a, a, a both lauded and divisive figure in yeah. filmmaking and media, yeah. uh, is, is really interesting to me. It's actually, it, it, it kind of speaks to this uh, maybe, uh, uh, <sighs> if we have to measure authenticity or, or sincerity. That for a band that doesn't do this stuff to come out and do this song that's really clear, really upfront about what it believes. And respectful. And then and then and really respectful and does it yeah. documentary style and brings in Spike Lee, who's like, you know, like if you want to visually tell a story about injustice in America, call up Spike Lee. Call Spike Lee. <laughs> he's yeah. he's pretty he's pretty good at it if you haven't heard. Yeah. Um I don't know, that just that is it's kind of imp- not, I don't want to say impressive to me because I think doing the right thing and having this stance is, is is something we should all do. But it's it's noteworthy, maybe is the word I'm looking for. No, it's noteworthy, Notable? and it absolutely. It I, I, I want to bring in a quick comparison outside of music videos that made me laugh. Um, you know Janet Mock, um, yes, journalist. I love Janet Mock. I went to um, a talk with, about with her. I think she had her second book out, and she's talking about the. Um, the show Pose, um, directed yeah, Ryan by Ryan Murphy, Murphy yeah. about the drag ball scene in the 1980s to 90s in New York City, right? And she mm-hmm. is a writer for that show. And I remember <laughs> she was like, well, 
you know, she said the word Ryan Murphy, and um, for listeners, Ryan Murphy has written American Horror Story, the everything, the Glee, Glee, Nip Talk, the Betty uh, and uh, American American Crime Story, yeah. And you know, notably, he's a gay man, Dude. and like, yeah. is noted to bring in LGBTQ like um, actors into a lot of his work. Um, but also he's just like known for just being a white dude, right? So like yeah. it's yeah, funny certainly. Ryan Murphy approaching Janet Mock, he was like, Look, I want mostly like trans women of color to act. I want mostly like trans women to write and like help direct like help make this show, right? Like I don't want to just be the one to carry this narrative. It's not my story to tell. I need your help. And Janet goes, so, you know, I gave him a white chance, which I fucking love. So, like, I gave him a white chance. And, you know, I'm no longer just um, commenting on culture. I'm a culture maker. Sure. Yeah. And I thought that was so powerful that, like, you know, the subject of the actual film or the actual music video or the subject of whatever it is, is also in the driver's seat of how the story needs to be told. Right? So... Yeah, I, I just think that's that's where I think the killers made a notable decision to not make it about them, to put it in the hands of people who need the story to be told. And for MIA, she is literally of a lived experience and directed it herself and asked yeah. every person on the street to be part of a of a story that I think she wanted to tell on her record, which, you know, work. I love it. Yeah, I don't know. And I think they're both. I was like, as soon as I watched this after you recommended it to me, I was like, this is a perfect pairing. I was like, these so two good. go together in such an interesting way. And also in that, and this, oh my God, we kind of need to wrap up, but like both <laughs> songs don't just talk about like uh, an immigration crisis. Uh, you know, like like the killers talk about uh, uh, private prisons and gun control and stuff. And MIA talks about like Instagram culture and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But they both just use borders as their visual reference though like that's the only thing they focus on and i think that's just such an that was what made it such an interesting comparison to be nmia calls the song borders obviously but that yeah i don't know and maybe and maybe it's just because you know like in 2015 there was tons of visual media finally coming out about like the toll of, of of the crisis in europe and you know nowadays in the U.S., immigration is like the biggest topic in politics and kids getting separated, detention centers, and, you know, like, we're so aware of these things, maybe, and that's why they, like, use them. But it's that parallel, though, that, like, you're going to talk about a lot of issues, but you're going to come down to, like, human bodies trying to go from one place to another and the crisis that results. Uh, I don't know. It works really well visually. I mean, maybe that's why. Maybe because it's... And, yeah. And symbolically. It, it, you know, yeah. I mean, Borders, yeah. like the bordering between even the perspective of those that are in power versus those that are, you know, attempting to just survive. Right. I I think borders also reflects a, yeah, a bridge and, or split. (laughs) It's sort of a, a, like the, the manufactured nature of, of like power inequity in the world. uh, Yes. That we made up all the rules. We've drawn all the lines on the map ourselves. So we could, if we wanted to, erase them or we could just address these problems but Uh, we choose to enforce them and create scenes like at the end of land of the free or you know and not question them right like it and it's not even having a judgment around it it's just asking what oh that's the way it is yeah exactly and you know someone called jerry because there's a lot of mandarin going on in the united states you know i (laughs) oh (laughs) 
And I'll I'll leave us on this one, which is mm. kind of a MIA said this, and I was like, I want to go check her receipts just because it was like too perfect. Oh, that she originally when they were filming the music video, she was building that fence. That fence is 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 made for the music video. Oh, it's wow. not real. Okay, it's not real. So originally they were putting it up and, you know, the police or someone show up and they're like, no, you can't film this here. You have to go somewhere else. So they literally just like found, they had to go to another uh, province of India or something because they were like, no, you can't do it anywhere here. So she's like, fine. How ironic. You you can't do it here. You have to go there. <laughs> and so they go to this other place and they're literally just looking for like a big old dirt field. They're like, we don't like no grass, no, no trees, like just a dirt field that we can like build this fake fence in. And... She said that they then later found out that they had built the fence basically along the borderline of that province and another one. (gasps) And she's like, so we were at this border that didn't physically exist and we actually built it and filmed on it as as maybe it would exist in the u.s in donald trump's world and what a you know and that's like it's like so perfect i'm like oh did that really happen but what i mean what a what a kind of a beautiful and powerful uh uh coincidence wow good good note to end on kev yeah all right um this was land of the free by the killers and borders by m.i.a i'm jose and I'm Kevin. That's right. I'm a 32-year-old Caucasian woman. And what? <laughs> <laughs> it's harvest time mm. I don't ever knew.